Well, hey everybody, Jonathan Doyle with you here. Welcome back to the Supply Side Podcast. I have just been reading so much interesting stuff lately and I just really want to start sharing some of this with you. We've got a great uh, group of guests coming on the show very soon. Really excited. I know I've been saying it for a while, but we do have Kirill Sokoloff coming on from New York in the next couple of weeks. And Nathan Lewis and I, and uh, hopefully Mike Kendall, are going to be doing a multi-part series on MMT, uh, Modern Monetary Theory, or as Jim Rogers likes to call it, More Money Today. It's a great privilege to kind of talk to Nathan and to Mike. Their insight is just extraordinary. I'm so new to this space. Regular listeners know that my journey started very, very late. So uh, I see myself sitting at the feet of wisdom vastly greater than my own. So hopefully we can bring you that series really soon. I did a Google trend search the other day and the traffic searching on MMT is huge. It's almost as if large numbers of, I think, uh, investors and analysts are going, you know what? This thing ain't going away and uh, we better find out more about it. So hopefully we can fill a bit of that gap. So if you want to understand more about MMT and what it means, and uh, unless you're on the right side of the trade, it's uh, it's not looking good for a lot of people, what it's going to mean down the track. And I want to share a few things with you today. Listen, the first thing I want to do is just share with you some highlights from Doug Nolan's Credit Bubble Bulletin. If you're serious about global macro and investment and you're not reading Doug's work, then uh, what are you doing? It's uh, It's brilliant. Doug has been on the show if you want to listen to him. Just go to the episodes page at SupplySidePartners.com and just do a search there. You'll see Doug Nolan's interview with me, which was just fantastic. He's an absolute gentleman. And I don't know, Look for me, when I look at what he puts out on a daily basis, I think he's kind of like Santa at the North Pole and he has this huge tribe of elves that are doing this research because his weekly summary is truly amazing. It is just, he just covers everything. And so what I do is I uh, really look forward to that weekly update. I grab a pencil and a pen and some paper and I start picking out some of the highlights. I want to share with you just a couple of, uh, just a handful of key things that came out of his bulletin last week. Just let me skim through these. Massive increase in US trade deficits. I think from memory, it's the largest increase on record. Second point, supply chains extremely slow. And interestingly, he made the point that the bulk of new business startups are all in the, well, not all, but voluminously, significantly in the service space. So it seems that this rebound that people think is is happening is not a rebound in the production necessarily of useful goods physical things that people can actually use, a transformation of natural resources and adding of value to the things of the earth, but it's an increase in service-based businesses. Now, of course, service-based businesses are important. They have their place. They're very necessary to any economy, but I think he's drawing our attention to the fact that we're not producing we're creating an increased service economy and uh, look I could be wrong on this and please feel free to get back to me but if you look at that last 50 year time frame you see those huge US trade deficits flowing out around the world the US producing less importing more and then those dollars ending back up in the US in equity markets and other places but the developed economies producing less. So Doug's drawing our attention to this. Now, a couple of other things. 
U.S. household debt rising at fastest at the fastest rate since 2013. Significant, huh? That as more and more people take on debt, it's just it's like everybody's drinking the Kool Aid at the moment. But U.S. household debt rising at its fastest pace since 2013. Next point: U.S. consumer borrowing surged by the largest amount on record. So U.S. consumer borrowing surging by the largest amount on record. Now, is this a dead cat bounce? Is the economy really surging ahead? I struggle to believe it. Here I am in Australia, the vast majority of the country locked down. Huge numbers of people completely incapable of working unless you're on the public purse. So our construction industries are being shut down. Manufacturing in this country is being shut down. Now, I know a lot of listeners would be thinking about the US, but... It's it's what the U.S. Marines call a fluid situation, right? Like at any moment, the U.S. could be back in all forms of lockdowns in various states. So why is consumer borrowing surging so much when the underlying fundamentals of the economy are problematic? You know, production just isn't happening at the rate necessary to sustain this kind of consumer debt. Last couple of points. Year-on-year inflation, 7.3%. 7.3%. But of course, as Jay Powell reminds us, as uh, the federal banksters tell us, uh, the central banksters tell us, of course, this is transitory. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Last point. House price index up 18% year on year. Here where I live in Australia, it's just going off the charts. Huge parts of the economy not open, huge parts of the economy not productive, and housing rates going through the ceiling. As I always like to say on the show, every dollar finds a home. So is it just possible that this vast increase in liquidity is in, is inflating asset bubbles around the world? I think it's possible. I think it's more than possible. So last couple of things, I want to share with you three quotes. So I'm publishing a daily email And today I'll go ahead and set up a really simple sign-up page. But listen, if you're hearing this and you would like to get on that, all I do is I find a great quote from Economic History, make it look pretty, and I add a couple of lines of reflection on it, and I send it to you every day. And it's just a great way to get your head around some of the greatest thinking. So if you want that, just if you're hearing this, send me an email, jonathan at supplysidepartners.com. Jonathan at supplysidepartners.com. Here's a great quote from George Gilder. I, yes, in yesterday's email, I shared a video from... Uh, from George, who's just brilliant. Like he's in his, I think he's in his 80s now, and he's just a bigger than life figure, sharp as a tack. And this is a great quote from one of his earlier works. He says, The key role of entrepreneurs, like the most crucial role of scientists, is not to fill in the gaps in an existing market or theory, but to generate entirely new markets or theories. They stand before a canvas as empty as any painter's, a page as blank as any poets. I like that. I like the way that he conceptualizes entrepreneurs as a little bit of creation ex nihilo, creation out of nothing. And I said in yesterday's message that I think if you look at the cosmological order, whether you're a person of faith or not, you see certain, uh, I guess, creative forces at play in the cosmological order in the universe itself. The universe is creative, it's expansive, it's developing. And I think that what we find in the entrepreneurial spirit is a participation with 
this universal cosmological process. A bunch of you thinking I've got a bunch of crystals sitting on my desk, but you get my point, right? I'm basically saying that as men and women, as we cooperate with the creative impulse of the cosmos itself, we create worthwhile goods and services that improve economies and improve the common good. So what George is saying here, of course, is that people, entrepreneurs, men and women doing this are, are standing at a blank canvas, bringing into existence something that wasn't there before. And it's a crucial, necessary social task for the common good. So why we created the Supply Side podcast and what we're trying to do here is go as the public sector expands, expands, expands. It's like those 1950s movies, you know, The Blob, where it just kept expanding. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like a zombie apocalypse. It just keeps spreading. And as more and more people get sucked into the public sector and derive their wealth and their future from the public sector, we lose our entrepreneurs. And of course, as more people become subsumed into the public sector, we get more and more quasi-totalitarian control because if your livelihood is dependent upon the public purse, then you're not going to be pushing back too much. All right, the other one I wanted to share with you is from the inimitable, one of my absolute favorite words, inimitable, Thomas Sowell. Uh, Thomas Sowell is just a giant, just, uh, you know, I don't know about you, but if you have one of those things where you, where you could have your ideal dinner party, I just think in Thomas Sowell, 200%, right? Some good wine, some good food, get my pipe out, a couple of cigars, Thomas Sowell. Seriously, can you top that? I don't think so. Here's a beautiful quote from Thomas Sowell. He says, it is hard to imagine a more stupid or more dangerous way of making decisions than by putting those decisions in the hands of people who pay no price for being wrong. One more time. It's hard to imagine a more stupid or more dangerous way of making decisions than by putting those decisions in the hands of people who pay no price for being wrong. So as I record this here in Australia, as I've mentioned, the vast majority of the country is incarcerated in their own homes by people who have lost no income since COVID began, and many of whom have had pay rises, while vast numbers of small businesses have been taken out of play. So you can see the danger here where Thomas Sowell says, if you get a political class that can make decisions by and in which they are um, inoculated against the outcomes of their own decision making. It's the old, uh, what was it, the old uh, Warren Buffett thing? He said when he first started investing, it was all about getting skin in the game. You know that? I think that quote began with Buffett, skin in the game. That um, these people make decisions without the consequences coming home to roost. It's extremely problematic for political economy. Extremely problematic. Um, so where that is heading is anybody's guess at the moment it's uh we've had some protests here but you know this quote from thomas soul reminds me of a quote that i shared a few weeks back it's probably going to be tricky for me to pull this up while recording but i'll see if i can find it as i'm speaking it was uh coming from dominic frisbee's brilliant book daylight robbery which i'm going to be talking about more and he he shared a great quote from the original 
uh, you know, financial, the governor of uh, Hong Kong, who did some absolutely extraordinary work in the radical transformation of the Hong Kong economy. And of course, what he said was he realized that he needed to make sure that the decisions were really in the hands of people closest to the actual process of generating wealth. So way back, you know, the Hong Kong miracle itself was also deeply rooted in this transformation of an economy by leaving people alone to make decisions, leaving people alone to make those decisions to direct the use of resources, use of time, use of labor, friends, stuff that you're all very, very familiar with. All right, I want to wrap up for today. I've uh, enjoyed doing this. I hope it's been a blessing to you. Um, make sure you check out Doug Nolan's work. I'm going to have another message for you tomorrow. I'm going to try and produce these more regularly. Stay tuned for the Kirill Sokolov uh, interviews, the Nathan Lewis series with me and Mike on uh, the on Stephanie Kelton's Deficit Myth. I think you're really going to like that. Listen, do me a favor. Uh, subscribe to the podcast if you're here in this uh, you want to drop me an email email me jonathan at supplysidepartners.com you can find me on twitter at supply underscore podcast at supply underscore podcast i'd love you to come and say hi there i'm pretty active on twitter at the moment so friends listen if you're listening to this you're a person of goodwill if you're listening to this you're somebody who is curious and concerned about the state of global macro and where things are heading i do think we're heading for some kind of reckoning can i use that word reckoning i think we're heading for some kind of reckoning this system can't continue as it is so let's stay close let's pay attention and see what happens my name's jonathan doyle this has been the supply side podcast why because good things happen when men and women produce useful goods and services that people actually use and the government stays out of the way god bless you everybody have another message for you tomorrow